What is going on, mi gente? Today, we're going to be talking about the Phillies, a little bit of an update early on in this offseason. We're going to be talking about some game time changes and some roster moves and Dombrowski at GM meetings. We're going to talk about all that here. But if you guys are a Phillies fan, if you guys are a Philly sports fan in general, we talk all five Philly sports from the Phillies, the Eagles, the Union, the Sixers, and the Flyers. We do recaps. We talk news. We talk Philly sports. So if you are a Philly sports fan, consider liking this video and subscribing to the channel. And as well, if you listen, if you have a rotation of podcasts, considering adding Oi in Philly sports to your podcast rotation, we are available on all platforms, all podcast platforms, streaming sites from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Definitely leave a rating and a subscription. We'd be much appreciated. Without And without further ado, let's get to today's video. We do. We actually have Phillies talk here, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on? Welcome on in. It is time to talk some Phillies baseball. It's it's been a while now. It's been it's been two weeks since the Atlanta Braves hoisted the World Series championship. That trophy they had their parade. Yada yada yada. All right. Now we're on to these out onto the offseason. This is going to be a much anticipated offseason because there is a potential lockout in the waiting right now for Major League Baseball. We won't talk about that today, but that does leave some things up in the air. And of course, this Phillies team who are entering a very important offseason heading into 2022 season, it is a do or die season for the Phillies. What Dombrowski will be doing this offseason is going to be very important. They need to make the playoffs. It's now we're now over a decade now that we have yet to make the playoffs. And for Dabrowski, we got to get the job done. All right. Last week we came out with a video talking about the first moves. Obviously, Odubel and Andrew McCutcheon will not be on this team next season. A big shakeup on the roster. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the the news that we have. We're going to catch you guys up. Some rumors, um, some actual news, some roster moves as well. And to start off today. Uh, a little bit of a schedule update, guys. So the Phillies had decided to make an executive de decision and have decided to change the start time of at least the home games at Citizens Bank Park. Usually those start times around 7.05. They're usually actually, as far as the five sports, and obviously I cover all five sports, uh, football and baseball are the best with starting close to game time, as they say on the schedule. I think the NBA, the MLS, and the NHL are terrible at it. <laughs> They're always usually delayed. Um, but the baseball, I remember the one game I went, or the second game I went to, which was against the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, we started at 7.08 instead of 7.05, so hasn't been too terrible. So what the Phillies have decided, they decided to move it back 20 minutes uh, ahead to start games at 6.45 instead of 7.05 at the start time that the, the Phillies usually do. So I've seen them a couple of times at 7.10, but that's going to be the plan next season, starting at 6.45. This is not a move that really bothers me too much. It doesn't really move the needle for me. Uh, I mean, just got to watch a little bit earlier. 20 minutes is not, it's not a whole hour. You know, if we're starting at 6.05, that's a different story, but we're starting at 6.45. I'm not entirely too mad at that. I thought it was a good move. And obviously, look, Phillies realize what their fan base is. It's good recognition of their fan base. This fan base is typically on the older spectrum than it is the younger spectrum, not like the Sixers uh, or the Union where we have more of a younger fan base. Um, but they are playing to that narrative. So 6.45 start times uh, will be. The good news is if it's a long game and we know how baseball is, you never know what, uh, what time it's going to end. 
you're able to uh, you're able to just to go to bed a little bit earlier. Get out of Philly, get out of Citizens Bank Park a little bit earlier. So that is not too bad. So that's that is the start of today's news. Um, I want to talk about some roster moves by the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, to start it off, we'll talk about um, some of the pieces that they already have moved. So we already talked about Odubel Herrera and Andrew McCutcheon earlier last week. They have uh, le- a couple players have elected free agency um, and have been outrighted by the Phillies, and that was a couple, that was actually four days ago. So J.D. Hammer, Ramon Ros- Rosso, Andrew Knapp, Ronald Torres, the already mentioned Odubel Herrera, and Travis Jankowski will all move on to free agency. There is a possibility for some of these players to return back to the Phillies, but for the most part, I would assume that most of these guys would find a new home in 2022. Uh, obviously, I mean, J.D. Hammer was someone I saw spurts of. I definitely think he improved, but I just don't think he was good enough in our bullpen. Maybe in a much stronger situation, obviously, our bullpen has been uh, a, a, a topic of laughter and joke uh, over the past two seasons, uh, and I, the Phillies and, and Dombrowski really want to shake it up. Uh, Ramon Rosso, again, he needed to go. Andrew Knapp was very interesting. I think, I think for uh, for a lot of Phillies fans, and I think the Phillies organization as well. Look, Andrew Knapp is great behind the plate. He knows how to call a game. There was a whole debate whether or not you should be starting Andrew Knapp over JT Real Muto simply because of the way he calls games. But the fact of the matter is, Knapp's got ain't got no bat, and that's a problem. Um, so I'm interested to see what they're going to do at the catcher position. Obviously, obviously Rafael Marchand took full advantage of his time. What was it that late August, early September when he saw some time as a starting catcher due to injury? And he he played great. He played great. And I think that that proved to the Phillies that, hey, we should be moving on with him as our backup catcher. And I'm not too mad at that at all. I, I actually really like that. So we'll be seeing more of Andrew Knapp in 2022. I'm sorry, we'll be seeing more of Rafael Marchand in 2022. We'll see what happens to Andrew Knapp. I still think he's got a future for uh, in baseball as a backup catcher. Ronald Torres, I, I, I hope he comes back. You guys know, if you guys watched, uh, if you heard my talks about the Phillies over the past season, I love Ronald Torres. I thought he was great. I thought he gave a little burst of energy for the Phillies lineup. I thought he took full advantage of his opportunities. The fact of the matter is, Ronald Torres is not an everyday starter, especially at third base. He had some, He had some great games. But it just wasn't consistent enough. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do at that third base position. We'll talk about that in a second. But Dorono Torres is someone I would absolutely love to come back. If he, I think he's going to test the market, see what he can get. I think after last season, he should be getting a little bit of something. You know, he is what he is at this point of his career. But if not, venga pa' acá. Venga pa' acá, papá. A regresa a la casa to Philadelphia. I hope he comes back. Please, Ronald, please. Uh, and then, of course, Travis Jankowski. The Lancaster, great. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all know Travis. Uh, I mean, we all remember the rundown against the Washington Nationals early on in the summer. We were destroying Travis Jankowski, but you know what? He's listen, Jankowski, great glove. He actually worked his butt off. He 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 was he did, he did a good enough job to get a couple starting nods in center field, but the bat. It just wasn't enough, and we need some hitters. We need some more hitters. So it made sense to part ways with uh, Travis Jankowski. Now, those are the guys who will be testing the free agent market and more more than likely will be gone. Now, the Phillies announced last Friday while I was heading or before I headed down to uh, upstate Pennsylvania, they announced that they have claimed reliever from the Tampa Bay Rays, Ryan Sheriff. Uh, He's a 31-year-old lefty. 
Uh, he last season he spent a lot of time in AAA. He did a solid job in AAA as well, posting a 2.81 ERA in 32 appearances with the minor with the AAA squad in Durham for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, he's an older lefty who mostly has a who's mo- is he's got a slider. Now I think that's why the Phillies took a uh, took a chance on him. Um, if you look at the stats as far as sliders go, we don't have a lot of pitchers on this rotation that can get sliders. Now, obviously, the the what people are going to bring up is the fact that last season we did the same kind of thing. Well, it's a di- different acqui- different way of acquiring. But in a three-way trade last season, we were able to acquire Jose Alvarado from the Tampa Bay Rays, and we saw what happened there. As much as I love Alvarado's lefty left arm with that slider, he's deadly, he's got some heat. He lacks command on the strike zone. Now we'll see what happens with Ryan. Ryan did not do a good job in his 14 and a third starts uh, or 13 and a third appearances with the Tampa Bay Rays last season, and which is why the Rays were like, yeah, Ryan, we kind of don't need you. We got a stack room here. We got butt pitches on pitches, and it's time to go. And the Phillies are just taking, uh, this is a low-risk, high-reward type of deal. And this is the type of stuff that Dombrowski is going to have to do, considering the fact you're going to have to spend money on at least a player for this team when you have a lot of freaking holes all over this roster and a farm system that is, uh, how do I put this politely, absolutely garbage, right? So we'll see what Ryan Shreve can do. So with that, with those moves being said, we move on to some of the rumors, some of the talk within the Phillies. First off, talking about the GM meeting that the that Major League Baseball had, and very interesting to see that Dave Dombrowski actually represented the Phillies as the GM the GM meetings. Yo, Sammy boy, you good? You home? You there? Nah, I'm just kidding. Sam Floody apparently is still in Philly. He's preparing for free agency, but Dombrowski's taking on these roles, and this is a, is this is kind of what we t- anticipated. You know, Dombrowski's calling the shots right now, and I think that what Dombrowski's doing, he's trying to set up the Phillies for success. Once he feels like the Phillies are in a good spot, that they are a contending team, I feel like he eventually is going to step away, and Sam Fold will will then take on the role there. Uh, but it, it was very interesting, and he discussed to the media the plan of the offseason, and I think what a lot of people appreciated from this meeting, the absolute bluntness of this. this it depends how you look at it, but you know, straight up said, we're going to go get a left fielder, we're going to get a center fielder, and we're going to get a closer. That is the offseason priority right now in free agencies, to get to fill those three holes. There are a lot of freaking holes, though, on this team, but yes, that is great to hear. Dombrowski saying what we need and being firm about it. The issue is we all know that they need that. They just parted ways with their left fielder and their center fielder, and I don't think they're going to bring back Ian Kennedy. Uh, so, yeah, it's great to hear that he's being blunt, but Dombrowski, here's the issue. This Phillies team needs a lot of holes. So, if you are expecting to use free agency to fill your left fielder, your center fielder, and your closer, what does that mean for third base? What does that mean for shortstop? What does that mean for a a, a, a bottom end for, uh, starting uh, starter in the rotation? What does that mean? Does that mean we're really going to rely on Alec Bohm back in third base? Does that mean you're going to rely on Didi Gregorius for another season? Are you kidding me? What's Didi? Listen, players have off bad years, especially at the age that Didi Gregorius is. That's, that's kind of expected, but don't make silly remarks and silly excuses saying that you're going to blame the COVID vaccine for your bad season. Um, Newsflash, I would say more than 60% of baseball had got the COVID vaccine and a lot of them were fine. So, but again, Didi is getting older. I can't, I can't 
hope that Didi is going to have another because there was that it before that Diamondback series down in Arizona. I know Phillies fans don't want to talk about that series because that was one of the dark spots of the season. Before that, when he got hurt, he was on a tear. He was actually batting pretty damn well. But the way he ended the season, he literally dipped to the hundreds in his batting average. Now that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. So I can't bank that Didi Gregorius is gonna have is gonna be consistent through 162 games. And his defense has been unreliable as well. So I really hope that the Phillies do find themselves another another infielder who could play at the left side, third and shortstop, kind of like Freddie Galvis did. And Freddie also took a step back, in my opinion, as well. But I do think that they're going to rely on Bryson Scott to take that next step in his game, which, again, risky as well, considering the fact that this is a kid that, number one, the way you've treated your top prospects in at the Phillies, at the top, at the major league level, has been putrid. I don't need to mention Scott Kingery. I don't need to mention Adam Hazley. I don't need to mention Mickey Moniak. I don't need to mention Spencer Howard. I'm worried. I'm flat out worried. If he starts struggling as a youngster, what are you going to do? Alec Bohm right now is in the same trajectory as well. A top prospect that has struggled in his second season, yes, but has struggled. And that is a bit of a concern. So I don't know if I'm ready to rely on another farm farm product like Bryson Scott to play shortstop, but we shall see. Now, Phillies, as far as the outfield goes, have been rumored to two outfielders, and I really hope that they do put um, they do do the deals for these two outfielders because that would solve the outfield position. Um, but first up, uh, Seiya Suzuki, who never played in the Major League Baseball, a star out in the Japanese leagues, 27-year-old power hitter. This is a guy who started as a as a, as a soft contact uh, hitter who played in the infield and then eventually in his career turned into this absolute power hitter playing in the outfield. And obviously, we need an outfielder. He can play the left field, so I that wouldn't be a bad idea, putting him in there at left field. The issue with, say, Suzuki, um, number one, it's always a risk when you're going out for free agents like this in a foreign league. It's not Major League Baseball, so you always run that risk. He's already been projected to be the next Hideki Matsui. That's, that's, a, lot, that's a lot of praise right there. So that's, one, that's a bit of a concern, right? And also, too, the fact is is that the Phillies aren't the only ones in on him. There's a there's a handful of teams that are also in on uh, Suzuki. So if you're talking about a bidding war, I'm not. I'm out. I'm out on that. I'm not looking to outbid for a guy who hasn't proved anything in Major League Baseball. So that is a bit of a concern. But that's one option there for the Phillies. Sec. Uh, the other rumor has been, and that, this actually came today, Thursday, November 11th, from John Heyman that apparently the Phillies are interested in top center field uh, free agent uh, prospect Starling Marte, someone we know very well here in Philadelphia from his time in Miami. Dude, when he came up here, no, in general, whether it was in, Miami, in Marlins Park or in Citizens Bank Park, this dude killed the Phillies. He loved playing against the Phillies. And I think he owes us. It would be great to have him here. Again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pricey, but I think he's worth it. He, he's someone that you can plug into your top top part of your rotation, and you add enough, you add more power to that rotation. And if you're able to add Suzuki, there's a lot of freaking power on this lineup already with a healthy Reese Hoskins, JT Real Muto, Bryce Harper, who better win the damn MVP. And real quick, 
Yo, kudos to Bryce Harper. MVP, he already won the Hank Aaron Award for in the NL. This dude is tearing it up. He deserves all the accolades. He had a fantastic year. And let's build a good team around him so he can at least play in a World Series. At least. He definitely deserves that. But Starlin Marte, I'm, I'm, I said it at the trade deadline. When the Marlins traded him to the Athletics, I was like, Phillies, you should have gone in on him. Come on. But... We have an opportunity now to go get Starlin Marte, and I think it would be a great a great option here for the Phillies to plug into that outfield. So, look, there's a lot of holes on this team. I don't know how Dombrowski's going to go about this. It's clear that he wants to spend on, on, on the two outfielders and the closer. Now, I'm hearing a lot of talks that the Phillies could be in on Craig Krimble, obviously someone that Dombrowski's very familiar with, uh, and also, too, fa- friends of Bryce Harper. We know that he, he was... He was pleading the Phillies to go get him uh, at the trade deadline time, and he obviously went to the White Sox. It appears that the White Sox want to part ways with him. He's got one more year on his deal. I'd be very interested to see if, if Dombrowski actually goes out and gets him, uh, but that would solve your closing uh, situation. It doesn't seem like Ian Kennedy is going to come back here. He's going to want to get paid. He's old. He didn't. He didn't. Okay, job as the closer this year. He had a couple. He had was two blown two blown saves. Uh, last season so that's an important position we cannot keep you know worrying about this bullpen and this closer situation I do hope that we do bring back Hector Naris I hope he can come back as that setup guy because I thought he did a great job at that but we do need to go find our closer so that's 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 where we're at right now in Phillies Nation we're going to spend big on a, on two outfielders and a closer so it's it's it seems as if Dombrowski's not playing any games but Still question marks at third base. Still question marks at shortstop. Aaron and at bus spot. Speaking of the starting pitching, doesn't seem like Aaron Nola is going to go anywhere. It seems as if Dombrowski is going to ride with Aaron Nola despite the season that he had. But uh, it's it seems as if that they're going to ride with the same rotation as last year, hoping that Zach Eflin gets back healthy. And then obviously you have Zach Wheeler, who's a Cy Young Award uh, nominee, along with uh, I guess they're going to bring back Kyle Gibson, and of course. The man himself, the 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 crazy Southpaw himself, Ranger Suarez. I can't wait to see Ranger next season. I hope he comes back even better. Uh, it'd be great. And listen, if those guys play to their full potential, um, I think Kyle Gibson can be a great four, fourth option with Ranger Suarez closing out that rotation. And if Aaron Nola can bounce back, which I'm very iffy about, that's a great a great option as well in your starting rotation. So. We'll see what happens. It's a bit very important offseason. Of course, the more we get some more the more news we'll get. I will make some more videos about it as well. But I wanted to catch you guys up in the week that was with the Phillies. And uh it's gonna be a long offseason. Guys, thank you so much for tuning on into this episode. If you guys are a Phillies fan or a Philly sports fan in general, consider liking this video and subscribing to the channel as we talk Philly sports all the damn time. And all of these videos get rebroadcasted into podcast form. And you can find that in Oi in Philly Sports. This will all be in the link below. And you please, guys, if you could leave a rating and a subscription, especially if you got a nice little rotation of podcasts, consider adding Oi in Philly Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back tonight for the Sixers versus Raptors recap. We'll we'll have that recap right after the game live here on this channel. Um, and of course, we'll be back this whole rest of this week. We got some Flyers, we got some Sixers, we got some Eagles. Union off this week with heading into the playoffs. Uh, and if you guys didn't already check out this cipher yesterday, we had six different podcasts that covered the Philadelphia Union on. That was a lot of freaking fun. If you're a Union fan, definitely check that on out. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys. 
Let's go, Phils, and ring that damn bell. We'll talk to you guys tonight.